Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, uh, presented to you by the Room 303 Network. I am your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back for a very special episode. Absolutely, Jason. Uh, we're going to get straight into it. We got a few pieces of information to give you guys. But let's get started with uh, how you doing, Jason? How you been? Dude, been uh, been been pretty good. I know we we've been gone for a while, so I, I I'm, I'm gonna try to be quick. Just give you a, a nice little quick catch up, I guess. Um, went to an Emmy, NBA game this year. Was pretty fun. Went to a Bucks uh, Suns game. That was that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. You went to uh, what is it? Spurs Dallas. It was uh, it was Spurs Trailblazers. Uh, how, how was it seeing Wendy, dude? That man is enormous, and he is so skinny. It's weird. It yeah, is, he's like he towers over everybody, but he's he's a stick. He's how does cool. it look when he plays though? Like I hear it's like just kind of out of this world. Yeah, it's pretty impressive to watch him play, and he he can play like a power forward, but he's yeah. a center, so it's interesting to watch. Yeah. yeah, the way he dribbles the ball and stuff, and you got to see Luca too. So I, I'm a little jealous, man. I haven't seen either of them play live. I've not seen Luca. I've not yeah. seen Luca. Finally got to see Giannis play live, and it was awesome. Um, was really dying to see Dame as well, Dame Lillard, but uh, he was hurt, so didn't get to see that happens. But I finally got to see Giannis, KD live, and uh, Bradley Beal live play. I've seen Booker play because he's been with the Suns for a long time. So, it, dude, it was overall always fun to go see an NBA game. I highly recommend um, if you – any of the listeners out there that uh, live in a – area where you can possibly see an NBA game, go see it, man. It's such a good time. Yeah. Even taking the kids, right? You you, you took Katya, right? Katya loved it. She yeah. loved it. It was she had such a good time. That's awesome. Um yeah, dude, and another thing really quick, uh, I went to go see um a podcast that I listened to called All Fantasy Everything. Uh got to see their stand up because uh, they're all comedians. They do a podcast where they draft certain pop culture stuff. Yeah. Um been listening to them for over four years now and uh they came to phoenix to do their stand-up comedy and then after that they did a live podcast show which was fucking amazing i had such a great time jamie and i um yeah man shout out to jamie bro she uh she took me out bro she wined and dined me dog Uh, it was great (laughs) uh that's just some stuff that uh happened to me um Got to see Cole, uh, spend time with him during the Super Bowl weekend. Uh, I know this happened a couple weeks ago. We had a great time. We, you know, he smoked for us. You know, I brought some appetizers. Uh, we ate good. We ate real good. Um, so, yeah, that's just some stuff that happened to me. What about you, brother? Uh, speaking of significant others, right, Valentine's Day was last week. Uh, we got to do some Valentine's cooking together. It was a lot of fun. Really good week. Overall, very good week. We celebrated her birthday the week before. It was a good time. Uh, definitely enjoyed the past couple of weeks quite a bit. Happy so, happy belated. Yeah, yeah. We did a little question game called uh, We're Not Really Strangers. I recommend you check it out. It's kind of, mm. it's, It gets deep into questions, and you can do it with a group. Like It doesn't have to be with a couple. Like It's just to get to know people better. Uh, so that was awesome. Yeah, like a nice little icebreaker, but also like how well do you know your partner, maybe? Yeah, or how well do you know your friend, your family? Like you could play with any. There's a couple's version 
but I got the version that anyone can play because I know she's going to want to play with her family. Right, right. Oh, that's cool, man. It gets it gets into the it gets deep at times. You're like, oh, sometimes it's fun and just easy and chill. And other questions, you're like, oh. Uh, sounds like uh, some alcohol should be involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that would be. There, there's challenges in the game where you have to like make up a song because it's all positive, right? So you have right. to make up a song right on the spot and sing for like 30 seconds about uh, some positive things about the other person or just like that person. And you're like, oh, I got to sing it to you. That shit, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I could do that, bro. You know, especially after this, uh, this past uh, couple weekends ago, you know, fucking some Usher, bro. <sighs> I had myself singing some uh, very uh, serenading songs, bro. You know what I'm saying? Once I saw that halftime show, I realized how old we are. And I was like, oh, they're catering to us now. <laughs> like they've been, they've been catering to us like the past four years, if you really think about it. Yeah, they really have. But like other times I was like, oh, Gen X probably likes this too. All that. And don't get me wrong. Oh, like Gen X pressure too, but not as much as us. Nowhere near you as know, millennials. <laughs> I, I I absolutely fucking geeked out at the Usher performance. I know everyone's been talking about it on the internet already, and it's already old, but just wanted to throw that out there. I was singing, and um, uh, before the – it's funny. Uh, before we went to the Super Bowl to Cole's house, um, I was telling Jamie, I was like, oh, he's going to do that, his dancing moves and stuff. And I was like, what do you mean dancing moves? I tried to do it. I'm fucking 30 now. My knees fucking hurt. I can't slide like how I used to. And I swear to God, I it used to look good when I used to try to like dance like Usher. Now, now I'm not even gonna try to do it in public to anybody. <laughs> she, called, she called me out, bro. She called me out in front of Cole's house where everybody was there. She's like, "Hey, do 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 that dance move that you did <laughs> where you're trying to dance like Usher." I'm like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> not doing it, not doing it. You ain't gonna get me like that, no, sir. But dude, it was awesome, man. Like honestly, personally, for me, my experience because I was a huge Usher fan growing up as a kid, it was probably one of my top five. Uh, performances, uh, Super Bowl performances of all time. What, what, what do you think, in your opinion? Maybe know. I'm being biased, and it's okay if you don't feel that way. I I honestly have not paid enough attention to the Super Bowl performances to really okay. weigh in. Uh, the the ones I remember are the Janet Jackson one, obviously. Well, yeah, uh, you see the nipple, right? So, yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake, I remember that one. I remember the weekend. I remember Dr. Dre, Snoop, and uh, Eminem. Rihanna last year. That one, I, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. I wasn't into that one, but yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, so there, I mean, there's a few, but I, I just don't like. I, I can't say that. I'd have to look at the previous performances. But it was a damn good job. Uh, I'm not taking anything away. I'm just. I don't want to say anything without being without doing my homework. Yeah, no. Uh, what, what I thought, what I really took from it, and what I thought was really cool. Last thing I'll probably say about this was um, it was interesting because uh, Jamie has a, a friend that's a, a coworker that is Gen Z, I think. Um, she did not like the performance. She's like, I don't understand this rollers blading thing performance that they did. And then I told Jamie, like, well, did you tell her that? he's based out of Atlanta and like Atlanta, like is really like, that's their culture. Like they go to ice skating rinks and like perform and like, they have really good like rollerblading dancers. Like and you, you remember the movie ATL? I never saw it. Oh dude. Okay. Again, well, I'm, not from Atlanta, I'm not from Georgia, but like, I think that is super cool. And I always like wanted to do that. I love rollerblading people that rollerblade or, you know, do all that stuff and like dance. 
and like you know you know roller king when we where we grew up in el paso i thought that was always super cool uh because it is hard it's hard to just get your balance and just skate normally on top of like dancing and moving around that is difficult dude especially performing that in a super bowl hats off to them dude i thought it was chef's kiss man chef's kiss yeah, i was gonna say um a lot of our generation still grew up with roller rings you know what i mean like we yeah. we still had that especially in middle school it was like it was one of the places for people to go <laughs> yeah especially uh, if you were talking to girls like oh my god did you uh hold hands with her while you were uh going in a circle yeah and listening not, to uh, uh jay holiday you know what i mean <laughs> i didn't i'm gonna be honest i didn't go to roller rinks but i understood how big they were Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's where you uh, made your moves with uh, with the, with the ladies or guys, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> uh, depending on who you are, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it made sense to me immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, that's probably where they played him the most. Because someone was like, why are they? I don't remember who it was, but they're like, why are they at a? Why are they roller skating? I was like, that's where they. That's where they played him the most at the roller rinks, and like that yeah, was man, it's, yo, like uh, it's seven o'clock on the dot. Where's Where's Usher? He's in his drop top. Cruising the streets, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it was odd. I loved it, man. And uh, not not to mention, there was a game. These guys, what? <laughs> yeah. Also, um, well, before the game started, there was also a, better, a great performance, too. We saw SpongeBob's performance of Sweet, Sweet Victory uh, for my SpongeBob fans out there. Um, there was a you know an episode where they performed for, I think it was the, I forgot what bowl game it was for like their version of the Super Bowl. And they performed it, and uh, it was it was awesome, dude. Like again, they're just paying homage to, they're just really trying to get that younger crowd into it. Um, Nickelodeon simulcast with Dora explaining uh, penalties, savage, awesome, bro, savage, bro, dude. Not only not only that, I, I was watching TikToks of like SpongeBob and like AI SpongeBob and AI Patrick, or maybe they were real people, but dude, they were a lot funnier and a lot better commentary than the actual commentators in CBS, personally. Hand raised, hand raised. Go ahead, go ahead. I noticed that like American commentators shy away from making jokes and like having a good time while commentating. What is that about? I guess maybe because I know we watched, or at least I didn't watch, but it was always on uh, soccer in Spanish, and it's just a different feel than it is with like American stuff. Yeah, they they're really into the the game and very passionate about the game, and I think that's where. We kind of lose it. Uh, one thing I really, um, as far as Tony Romo goes, I loved when he used to call, like, predict the play calls. He doesn't do that anymore, and I think that was because the program told him, was like, hey, cool it on this. Since that's happened, like, his his commentary hasn't been that good. Yeah. There's I been complaints that. about him. Yeah. Complaining about him. Yeah. Which is, oh, my God. It seems – I don't seems think it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's like awful. Like it doesn't bother me none because like I'm so invested in the game. The game was phenomenal. It went to overtime. Um, very defensive in the beginning, it, which kind of turned me off about on it. But like after a while, like it got really good. Yeah, it was. I I thought it was a good defensive game. It was a bit boring. Uh, the end was really what got it going. Exactly. But speaking of the Super Bowl, Jason, we got some trailers out of that Super Bowl. Oh hell yeah, we did. Oh fucking great segue. Man, it's like we never left, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, what did we see in the Super Bowl? Well, uh, one one thing I really want to focus on because I think it'll tie back into the Super Bowl was the uh, Deadpool trailer, bro. Mm -hmm. Bro, what do you I, think of that? 
they they were such they were such teases with not showing Wolverine and only like showing parts of him. I was like, you. That's how trailers should be, though. (laughs) Right. Agree to disagree. I would have loved to have seen what he looked like right then and there. No, no, no. It it was just like um, Spider-Man: No Way Home when we saw the the grenade of the Green Goblin, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we didn't we know who's that was, but they didn't show the Green Goblin. Like those are the trailers that I want. Anything more is too much. Give okay. us that teaser. We get it. Us as fans are gonna come come go watch that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely because we've already seen screenshots of him on uh set exactly. photos. I know what he looks like. They're very by the way, guys, very much looks like the 92 X-Men, which we also got a trailer for, Jason. What'd you think? Not during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not during the Super Bowl, but what'd you think of that 92 X-Men trailer? Bro, it uh it gave me chills, honestly. I know I was talking shit in our group chat, but I was just trying to I was just trying to trigger Jermaine. Honestly, I was really excited about it. Um <laughs> dude, it was uh like the animation style is still very similar, but like obviously advanced within our time. So I have high hopes for it now. Like I was real, I was excited that they were doing it. And like, they really, they said they're really going to try and focus on just continuation of that story. So the fact that the animation is still really good. I, I am excited, dude. Yeah. I'm really hoping for a lot from that one and I can't wait to watch it with Goddamn. It looks good. It looks, it looks like it's uh, staying faithful to the original and the original had very good storylines. So definitely interested in seeing what they're doing with it. Uh, that being said, I'll come back to Deadpool because we didn't really talk about him, but uh, I just had to bring it up because if yeah, we're talking dude. Wolverine and he looks like 92 X-Men Wolverine in Deadpool, I just had to say. You, you uh, know what? You know what's pretty funny, though? If we're <clears throat> still talking about the X-Men, uh, I like to watch. I like to go on the Internet, see what people talk about. Like l- some of my favorite stuff is like watching the comments because I love people are trolls and I love it. You know, like people, a lot of people get really offended because they're like, oh, they're being serious. No, a lot of people are just being trolls just to piss off people on purpose. Uh, one of my one of my favorite things, though, was um, Rogue in the old cartoon series had a badonga donk. Just, you know, she she had she had that thing on her. Yeah. Uh, and in the, in these trailers, uh, they nerfed her as a as our gamers would like to say, you know, if something's overpowered, they nerf it to make it not overpowered. So. uh Donk Donk's gone, and uh, the internet is losing their shit. <laughs> um, this was funny. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, she was perfect. What happened? Um, <laughs> but I thought that was funny because I didn't notice that. I was like, oh, yeah, animation looks amazing. looks great. It looks very similar to me. But And then I go on the internet, and I'm like, what did I miss? Because there's also some crazy fandoms, uh, fan people that are like, love it. And then, like, sure enough, you got the, you got the trolls that are just talking about, like, man, they got rid of Rogue's booty. Like, what, what happened? Why? Why? <laughs> Why would you do this? I mean, I'm interested in seeing what storylines they use. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we got a, a small trailer, right? So yeah, they used so many of their iconic storylines in 92. So I want to see where they go with the show. I mean, they could definitely revisit some of those. No problem for me. Uh, I'm just interested in what they're going to do. But I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, X-Men talked about like a lot of stuff that related to like civil issues during that time. Right. So I think they're going to tackle on a lot of civil issues that are happening right now, but don't, if they're like metaphors to things that are happening right now, but like within mutants. Right. So 
I think that's why everyone relates to the X-Men so much and why people love the X-Men so much was because they were minorities at, at you know, the, yeah. growing up. So love it, dude. I'm excited. <laughs> how many, uh, how many MCU characters do you think we're going to see in Deadpool? Oh, so I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, they're definitely going to hide it a lot. And now that it's, uh, you know, it's MCU now and it's Disney now. We're, we're definitely going to let it see a lot more than we did in the first one and the second one because we're very limited. Um, one that I'm pretty excited for and going back to the Super Bowl, there's rumors that, sorry, sorry, I know everyone's very upset about this, but I love her. Uh, T-Swift might be in this movie. Ooh. And as the Dazzler. I don't know this character much in the comics, but they're saying there's rumors that she might be the Dazzler. And I think her character, she's a pop star superhero, very famous pop star superhero. Yeah, right? yeah. That's Who like her job. She's a pop star and she's a mutant. Yeah. Uh, I I think Taylor Swift is the perfect person. Bro. Yeah. I don't and, see the issue. And I mean, again, she might be a little tall to be Dazzler, but I can get past that. <laughs> okay, see, I, I don't know anything about Dazzler, but uh, T, the, the Swifties and also the comic book fans were like, hey, uh, um, I think there was like, um, you know, teasers, right? Not not necessarily a trailer, but like pictures on his Instagram of like friendship bracelets that like showed a, a Wolverine and Deadpool being friends, you know, giving each other friendship bracelets. But like that's T-Swift's thing, right? Like at her concert is like giving up friendship bracelets. So like, is she going to be in it? And why Why wouldn't she be in it? Uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife is Blake Lively, who's best friends with T-Swift. She is? Why yeah, they're, they're best friends, bro. She was at the Super Bowl. Blake Lively and uh, T-Swift were at the Super Bowl together. Best with I Ice Spice. There. I didn't re- yeah. Oh, yeah, Ice Spice. So would it, you wouldn't be surprised if you see a cameo performance from her. Again, very quick. But like, why wouldn't you have her as a cameo? Think about it. You have all the Marvel fans that are excited for the Deadpool movie, and if you hint at just Taylor Swift being part of the movie, we'll get every. How much, more, get, how much more money are you going to get, dude? You know what I'm saying? People are going to go see that even more now. It's I really genius. hope they do it. Genius. Because that's going to be fantastic. I would also, and it's going to piss off those guys like, oh my god, we're just seeing Taylor Swift everywhere. Sorry, dude, she's killing it, bro. Suck it. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, I don't really. I mean, what's the problem? It's just yeah. Anyways, what other cameo characters do you think that we might see? I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards some kind of interdimensional character. I I want to say Doctor Strange, uh, but I'm not sure. I, if we get Doctor Strange, it'll be very shortly. Uh, I know we're probably going to see some X Men characters in different versions, like multiversal versions of themselves. Uh, I'd love to see what they do there. It'd be cool. Now that we have the cast, it's not going to happen. Of course, I'm just saying. It'd be cool now that we have the cast of Fantastic Four to have seen one of them, but that's... Ooh, like Pedro Pascal. That'd be dope. Yeah, 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 that'd be cool that we know that's true. I would uh, like to see uh, maybe a like a potential Gambit. Please. Like, redo Gambit, point. please. That was my favorite X-Men, so please redo Gambit. Oh, there he is. There he is. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Please redo him. Please. Get it right this time. You know, we we're finally getting Deadpool right. We're finally... I mean, we've always had Wolverine, right, because of Hugh Jackman. But, like, please, let's let's get Gambit right. Uh, maybe Nightcrawler, too. Although I did like some of the Nightcrawlers, you know, in, in live action. Ooh, Nightcrawler was yeah. fantastic. It was dope. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good in, gosh, 
He came out in another film. I don't remember it being good. I think it might have been Apocalypse. But his version of, of, yeah. uh, of Nightcrawler was good. Uh, I do also like the character a lot. He's one of my favorite X-Men. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, so, I, either way, I can't wait to see it. I am... I'm vague on the preview. Do you remember like what so far it showed as the synopsis? I know the TVA picks him up. Yeah, is- yeah. So very involved in it. So if people, if you didn't watch the Loki se- seasons, season one and two, they, I think that's what ties in everything, right? Like, so the TVA and Loki, right? They, there's multiple universes. So it seems like they're getting Ryan Reynolds' character, like, hey, we need you to save like the main universe, what it seems like. Like you're you're gonna be a very big part of this, and he's like, oh, breaking yeah. the fourth wall is like, oh, Never. Disney's not ready for this, right? So, oh god, that's gonna be great. So yeah, I I hope we see some of the Loki characters, uh, if possible. You know, if not, that's okay. I'm excited to see whoever they bring in. Uh, I'm just glad to have Deadpool in the fold. Ideally, ideally, my favorite Deadpool relationship is. Uh, is one that, you know, obviously because he's my favorite, is with Spider-Man. Like, when they are together, they are fantastic to watch. And Deadpool, like, adores Spider-Man. Uh, I know that wouldn't happen in the MCU because Spider-Man's a kid, but, God, that would be so fun to watch. <laughs> uh, it definitely would be fun to watch. Uh, honestly, I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, very few comics that I read, uh, some of my favorite were with um, – <clears throat> Uh, relationships with uh, Spider-Man and Deadpool. Like they just have a, cause they're both very witty people. Mm-hmm. If you think about it and just like, yeah, them, the comics, yeah, they're just, oh, just perfect together. So maybe a little cameo with that would be awesome. Which Spider-Man are we going to get though? Would be interesting. Right. I mean, it would have to be Tom Holland's spider unless they replace him, but and that's true. But like a good, like a uh, Andrew Garfield. Cause uh, I liked Andrew Garfield's like uh, character as Spider-Man. Because he was very witty. So that would, I think they would really mesh well together. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, like, that'd be, that'd be nice to see, you know? Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I definitely think uh, the best Spider Man was uh, Andrew Garfield. The best of both worlds was Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, Mixture of both. Yeah. I get it. I agree. I agree with you 1000. By the way, I do hear that Sony and Disney are having trouble nailing a date for Spider Man 4, which is why we haven't got an announcement. So we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that front. But so far, they have been uh, at odds over dates. Yeah. Also, uh, speaking of remakes that you mentioned about uh, X-Men 97, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're getting something back during the Super Bowl. We got a pretty good commercial that I was pretty hyped for. Uh, Twisters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Were you excited for that or was I the only one? Huh? <laughs> were you excited for that or was I the only one? Oh, no, I was excited. Okay, okay. Because at the Super party I was at, Everyone's like, oh, okay, no one wants no one wants a remake of that. And I was like, no, I do. I want I want a remake of that. I love that first one. Wait, Cole wasn't interested? They uh they weren't as hype as I was. Maybe I was just a little, I don't know. Nah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I was I was super <laughs> Twisters, let's go. And yeah, then suddenly, like, it looks like everything that the first one could have been with today's technology. Yes, dude. I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Uh Looks like we've got a decent cast on it too. I'm, I'm yes. excited. Multiple twisters. Stop. Let's go. Let's go. Merging so, uh, together to form a super twister. You know, it's funny. Uh, someone was like, "Okay, that would happen. How do they have all these little 
uh, machines just going up into the twister, like like that could happen. I was like, oh, it did happen. It happened in the first movie, you asshole. I didn't say asshole, but I was like, uh, it happened in the first movie, bro. Come on, get it right. It's a fucking movie. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, I was about to say also, like, <laughs> they better only be watching dramas then. Cause exactly. Like, come on. We, <laughs> we, we uh, suspend our disbelief for a lot less. It's you against the elements, you know? It's just like, like, ah, oh, dude, I'm so, I'm hyped, bro. It's one of those that. that I would definitely would watch at like a IMAX theater because I'm like, yes, it's going to be like visually and like it's going to be very uh, intense. You know, you're going to get that uh, nice rush, give you a little bit of anxiety at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gabby won't see that with me. So I'm going to have to find someone to watch that with. But I'm definitely interested. I'll go watch it with you, bro. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Thank God you're here. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to mention another one that we saw at the Super Bowl that also features Ryan Reynolds. This is a kid's movie, but it looks fantastic. Uh, a little girl who finds uh, an imaginary friend world, right? Or like a, a home for – almost like Foster's home for imaginary friends, and they're they're on a mission to save them. With Dude, Ryan. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that one looks yeah. great. It looks like a fun kid's movie that adults won't hate, especially because Ryan Reynolds is in it. Everything he's in, I watch, so. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He rarely misses. Well, when he misses, it's like Green Lantern. You like you still yeah, like yeah, yeah. just like he took the movie just because. Yeah, uh, but like uh, you got Detective Pikachu. That was really great. Free Guy was amazing. Deadpool, was, obviously. All the Deadpool. Uh, Van Wilder. Van Wilder. Uh, I liked him in Waiting. As just well. Friends, Waiting, Just Friends, Waiting. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's good at those roles. Just Green Lantern, <laughs> honestly. The movie with Will Ferrell, the musical. I liked it. <laughs> Oh, really? I haven't seen that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to watch that. It's definitely a kid-friendly movie, so I'm excited for that one. Did you see two horror movie previews that are coming? Uh, we've got Tarot that is based on tarot readings. You're not a horror movie guy? No, uh, definitely. I just haven't watched horror in a while. So. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it's based on tarot, tarot readings, and apparently all these people get killed by according to their tarot cards because the tarot cards are like possessed or something it looks interesting it looks very much like a scary stories to tell in the dark if you ever watched oh, that one it's like, a, yes, yes, sir. like yes, sir. horror but a lot it's got more edge than goosebumps or anything like that it's it's older teen horror is what i would i would throw it under um, it's like a, are you afraid of dark type shit more a scarier okay did you did you watch the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? That's on, that's honestly my best description, the one that I can it give. Sounds very familiar. Short stories, and a group of friends find a book with those short stories, and those short stories start haunting them. Oh. Good, good synopsis. I like it. Book, right? It's based on a book. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Okay. I, I watched the. I, I've read the books. Surprisingly, wow! I read books. That's crazy. It's like coming back to me. <laughs> uh, and the, like the, the the drawings and stuff, we did talk about this in in the podcast. So you're right. Yep. Yeah. So tarot, I'm interested in watching that one. And then a Quiet Place Day One, the prequel to the Quiet Place series uh, in New York City when the aliens land. It looks intense. Have you seen this trailer? Oh, it is. It looks hardcore. Well, I think um, I went to the restroom because. If I'm being completely honest, man, I didn't like, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I just wasn't a fan of the first one. So I didn't bother watching the second one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of Quiet Place. 
Well, you know, we all have our opinions. I'm yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah. No, I know. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to upset you, Brady. No, you're good. You're good. But it features uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Jimon Hansu. It's got uh, Alex Wolf. That's the guy that's in Jumanji uh, that plays the main dude. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so it, it's got... It's got a few memorable faces that you're going to know. It's really those first two are the ones, though. Jimon Hansu and Lupita Nyong'o. I can't wait to watch it. It looks like a lot of fun. And in this one, obviously, there's a lot of noise because they don't know what causes the sound yet. And I think towards the end of the movie, it gets more and more quiet. Um, so I, I'm excited. Definitely got to check that out, guys. Uh, again, Quiet Place Day 1. Apparently coming out June 28th. So that one's going to be one to check out in theaters, uh, June 28th. Sweet, sweet. Uh, now, we did have this past weekend, uh, it was the NBA All-Star Weekend, and it was uh, one to forget. <laughs> uh, the dunk contest happened, and it, it happened. Um, the right person did win, I will say that. But um, this was the first time that I ever seen someone get booed uh for their dunk performance um why the, well because the judges were giving them a high score and then me for, screaming from the tv i'm like how so fans were even like in the arena were booing as well so it was like fair and not his fault it, he was just getting higher scores than he should have um i don't know man uh, there's some cool stuff about it uh they showed the court and they were actually the, what they did different this year was like, they were actually lighting up the court. So it looked like different colors and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't, I barely saw the game because um, I was celebrating uh, Victor's birthday. Shout out Vic. He's an avid listener. Happy 30th brother. Uh, sorry. I said your age in this uh, podcast. If you all downhill from here, all down back pain coming. Uh, but yeah, man, overall the, the all-star weekend was kind of a, um, I'm always usually very excited for the All-Star Weekend. I was pretty disappointed, to be honest. So. That's too bad. That's too bad. Um, so you have news about Avatar and Last of Us, Jason. What's going on with Avatar, first off? Oh, I sure do. So um, Avatar is coming out pretty soon on Netflix, the live action. Um, mm -hmm. But there's already, uh, prior to this, uh, kind of old news, but uh, people are still talking about it. Um, people are getting disappointed because... Um, you grew up watching Avatar, right? No? Okay. Well, I have respect for the show. I've watched it as an older adult. It has a great storyline. But it was well, it's it started going just past my time, so I never really like, got around to watching it. Fair enough. Um, I mean, it started off as a kid's show, but one thing that we what I think what people really resonated to the show was uh, character development. Um, no one's perfect. We all learn, and you know, we're all kids at a certain point and we all make mistakes. And, uh, that's how, uh, Aang and Sokka and Katara, Katara, uh, all started off as, uh, you know, learning from their mistakes and, um, being vulnerable and becoming who they are at the end of the series. Um, so they mentioned, and one of Sokka's, uh, the, one of the brother, right. Brother of, uh, Katara, god damn, I, I don't know if I'm missing her name, but um, he is uh, very sexist uh, towards women, and he he's the comedic side of, of the of the of the series. But throughout the series, dude, he gets humbled by women, women warriors, and like him respecting women towards you know towards others and stuff, and like that's part of his character development. And 
part of the reason why the main creators decided to leave was for creative differences. And then you kind of started seeing why they started doing these creative differences, why they left. Because um, they're starting to say, is like, yeah, um, Sokka, um, he's not going to be like a sexist person in this show. Like, that's just too much and stuff like that. And then they started saying uh, Katara that, like, we're not really going to show her motherly figure and being overprotective and stuff like that. I'm like, why? Like, those were, like, the main reasons why we love these characters. And they also mentioned that Aang was not going to be the very child himself. Like, the reason why he Aang disappeared was because he wasn't ready to be the Avatar because he just wanted to be a kid. So when we get introduced to Aang, like, he's like, oh, no, I got to go save the world, which defeats the whole purpose of why Aang, first of all, froze himself. Like, it just, it does not make sense. And I'm hoping that um, these negative reviews and disappointment uh, coming from fans and just what we're hearing from this live action series is not the case. Uh, I, I get it. They can't fit this whole series into one full season, but take your time with it. Why not? Why not build characters, develop those characters? Um, so I, I'm a little nervous. I'm, am I going to watch it? Yes, but I'm just, I'm just a little nervous to be honest. People aren't going to stick around if you don't do it the right way, whether or not you get far into the story or not. Like, you want people to come back for a season two, do it right. Uh, that's that's disappointing. I think the way that the characters grow is important to watch from the show. I mean, it is a, it was still a kid's show. All of these characters had things that you could learn from and had good qualities that changed over time to better qualities. Yeah, like isn't that like a, a good reason to make a show, especially for kids, is like, hey – we all mess up. We all have our things, but we, you learn from those mistakes and those are like valuable lessons that you can learn by watching a cartoon show. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know from what I hear. Bluey is a great show because it does a great example of doing that. <laughs> I don't know if you watch Bluey, but that, from what I hear, like from my friends that have kids are like, yeah, you learn like valuable life lessons, not for kids, but you as a parent too. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's a show to just, for parents, it makes you a better parent, and it just reminds you, like, hey, this is the goal. Don't forget what the goal is. I know life gets in the way. I know things get frustrating. I know, like, stress can be overwhelming. But mm -hmm. This is the goal. Um, and I but mean, it also it, make it good for kids, right? So, oh it's just yeah, it also it also helps kids be more understanding and like more welcoming to each other. It it, it helps kids cope a little bit. It, it makes kids like realize what, how to react in certain situations in everyday life that as a teacher, I can tell you, they don't know how to react to a lot of the time. Right. Like they're like, Oh, my reaction is going to be to freak out right now. This, that's not, that's not the way to do it. Let's scale it back. Uh, and Bluey just kind of shows you the way to go. And it a lot of times shows kids like why it's not cool to be a brat. Uh, Cause one of the characters can be a bit spoiled. Uh, definitely a spoiled character, and that's the lead character, Bluey. She can be pretty spoiled, uh, but we're getting off task. So, yeah. so well, anyways, what I'm trying to say is that the Avatar cartoon series was very much so like that, but like for our preteens, you know, it was uh, you learned a lot of life lessons and you learn like how to be hum humble yourself and like what's really important, and that's why this is probably one of the best animes out there. Uh, that was ever created and that's why it's so popular that's why it was made to a movie like it and that's why they made sequels to it now there's gonna be potentially an a sequel to the sequel where we get a, a third avatar 
um, which I won't get into, guys. <laughs> uh, we can definitely talk about that if you guys want to hear more about that. Trust me, I am so about it. Uh, Aang over Korra, but I do love Korra's story a lot. I love that so show, but still, let's talk about uh, the Avatar. Uh, yeah, man, I'm just uh, a little nervous about it. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Yes, sir. We absolutely um, have to. Hey, it could end up being like One Piece where they really stuck as close to the story as possible and some of these changes aren't as noticeable. Or it could be like Yu Yu Hakusho where they did also stick to the story, but they fucking crammed it in and it just overall didn't fit well. So, because uh, not yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it could be either or because Netflix did Yu Yu Hakusho live action and that's one of my favorite animes ever from the 90s. And they they failed. So we could get One Piece live action uh, for live Avatar, or we could get Yu Yu Hakusho live action for Avatar. We'll see, man. <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out. But uh, you had some Last of Us news that I definitely yeah, really man. So about. they, uh, I you know, season two uh, live action is getting ready to come out pretty soon. But uh, the gamers and the company, I guess maybe they got funding because uh, HBO Max, the show, was a hit. So now they got some funding and they confirmed that there's going to be a Last of Us Part 3 video game coming out, yeah. which is no exciting news. Not, yeah. What? No surprise there. No surprise there. So like, OK, I, I don't know what happens at the end of season uh, part two of the video game. So after after reading that, do you think there could be a potential like. The way they ended the game in the second game, right? The storyline, right? Because you played the, the second storyline of the game. Do you see a potential part three for that happening the way it ended? I hope not. But I hope part three has different characters. I hope it starts a whole new story in a okay. different part. Or even a whole new story with people from Jackson. You know what I mean? Like I. So you wouldn't like... A continuation after what happens in part two yeah without giving too much away but like your your opinion your opinion i think joel and ellie's story in part two the way that they wrap it all up is a good ending i think it's the way it should end okay i think it's very well written and very well made I think a part three could definitely follow the new characters from part two. Okay. As much as people didn't like her, Abby is a character that they could definitely do a third game with. And it would make a lot of sense to me. Okay. Uh, whereas if you continue with Ellie, I think you're cheapening the story for her and you're cheapening the story for Joel. I think if you continue with those two characters, I think you cheapened everything you did in the first two games. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Now I wanted your opinion because I thought that was interesting. I was excited because all like all that meant in my head, like, hey, we're probably getting some more live action stories for 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 HBO Max or Max. Sorry. Um, you know so what I was really thinking they might do is uh, HBO Max. I mean, it's hard though because it takes so long to develop games. So if they're trying to do this, they would have to pump out two games at least to like keep the story going for HBO to like continue to do the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't so they might have a totally separate storyline if they decide to go past season 2. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. You're right. You're not wrong. And then, you know, people do tend to 
stray away from the video game story anyways. So yeah, um, speaking of, I know you have a show that uh, was based on a video game that you've been watching. I need to catch up on what uh, we're, we're not quite there yet, but I do, I do definitely want you to bring that one up. Last thing before we get into that. In fact, I just want to say guys, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. They put out some uh, some new artwork. It shows his place in line, and it's the date, uh, September 6th, correct, 2024? I believe so. It was September 6th, 2024. Loved it, though, right? Like, they didn't say Beetlejuice 2. They they did the play on word, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Don't say it a third time uh, mm. for Beetlejuice 2. Fucking phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal marketing, bro. Uh, yeah, it's a great – I'm excited. I'm really – I'm trying to, like, not – fanboy too much on that one but it was one of my favorite movies like as a kid and a cartoon show so oh, cartoon show was clutch bro yeah that that's what made me like the movie i saw the cartoon before i fully saw the movie and then i was like oh there's a movie i was like let me watch this movie i was like beetlejuice is bad what <laughs> <laughs> it blew my mind but i still loved it because it's it's hilarious and it's well made uh the practical work that they do on it is fantastic uh, what's it called? Our our boy, Beetlejuice himself. What's the actor's name? Why am I forgetting? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Thank you. Thank you. Michael He's Keaton. Uh, yeah, I'm Batman. I'm uh, Batman. He praised he praised Tim Burton for using so many practical effects in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, which tells me we're not going to get so much CGI. He's like, I've for the wow. past. He said for the past what six years that he was like, I've been standing in front of a blue screen. Or a green screen. I was like, that's dope. We're going back to some practical. Because personally, I may be wrong. But when I see too much CGI, I'm like, I kind of wish there were practical effects in here. It does it does something for the movie. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. There's some CGI moments where like, oh, yeah, great. But like, practical effects, man. Just a lot better, in my opinion, too. Yeah, they, they go a long way. And I feel like. You know, this goes back and we're going off topic slightly, guys, and I apologize. But if they can do practical effects correctly, it would be the way you watched the Jurassic Park movies, the first two. They did great practical effects mixed with CGI when they needed to use CGI. And that made more sense. It made the movie look better. Those are some of the best pr uh, production of a film that I've seen uh, is those Jurassic Park movies. They know how to do it right. Yeah, I'm not talking Jurassic World either. That's mostly CGI from what I recall. <laughs> yeah, like a, a good example too would be Jaws versus Megalodon, the Meg. You know what I mean? There's a movie like that? The Meg? No, but Jaws. Oh, you're talking about the two movies. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like practical effects from Jaws versus like the Meg. You just see it. Like it just looks, looks scary. Don't get me wrong, but like looks fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Jaws, you don't see the, you don't see the shark that much. But that builds the suspense of the movie that like yeah. created its own genre. Yeah, uh, I think I think they've strayed away from some of these great things that make it look real. Don't get me wrong. Again, I, I really want to make this clear. I don't want practical effects like some of those 1980s movies that didn't look good. Did you ever see the thing? <laughs> they cut off arms. Ah, oh, blood just splattering. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the thing? Uh parts of it dude honestly probably not like i don't remember like if i did i just it's the it didn't stick in my head so john carpenter is the thing it is a very great sci-fi horror movie fantastic one one of the best i've seen the one thing that takes you out of the movie immediately like for modern audiences 
is the practical effects they use for the monster. The monster. It looks yeah. bad. It looks bad. Like you watch it and you're like, what is this? <laughs> it takes you completely out. And the story is so good. Russell Crowe does a fantastic job in that film. And those moments where the practical effects don't work, you know, that's when I'm like, yeah, throw in CGI, but that's not all the time. Right. Uh, so Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, thank you guys for taking it back. <laughs> Jason, I want you to go back to our what we're going to talk about in TV land. Welcome to TV land, everyone. Uh, video games, we've been talking about them. We talked about Last of Us 3 coming out, hoping that season two uh, gets a good ending on the HBO show. But there's another video game show that we are actually very close to. Uh, <laughs> very, how, very close. You could say we're kind of obsessed. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How's Halo season two going? Uh, honestly, man, all I can say about Halo, uh, three episodes have been out since uh, we're recording. Um, they released two episodes. We actually saw a trailer uh, at the Super Bowl, right? Like promoting like, hey, this is out now. My God, the trailer looked amazing. I don't know if you got to see that, but. I did not watch the whole thing. I, I caught okay. pieces of it. They're like, "Hey, Halo!" I was like, "Oh, oh dude, it, it looks sexy, bro. It, lo it looked, it looked really sexy. even." People that never watch it, like, "Yo, that looks really good." I was like, "Yeah, you should maybe watch it and be disappointed, like I am." But <laughs> you know, but still get the experience. Still get. Yeah, the experience. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's some definitely positives about season one. Uh, season two, man, honestly, I am liking it a lot more than season one. That is for sure. Um, just like they did in episode one of season one, episode one of season two, they pay back homage to the, the video game, dude. Um, you see master chief, uh, fighting, uh, the covenant with, uh, swords, but not just one multiple cloaked and they're wow. cloaked, bro. And it was intense. Cause he's like, again, he's master chief, bro. He has, he has that sensory of like where villains are because he's with, a um, the marines who don't know like where they're getting attacked from so he's protecting them and fighting oh dude like it was a great opening scene amazing and then after that uh it, it goes a lot back into the world building where everyone's at um where everyone was last at i do recommend a recap uh i did send you a link a youtube video it was like about nine minutes long for a recap i definitely needed that because i was lost i'm like what and then uh, I like I googled recap and I was like, oh shoot, that's what happened. Okay, it makes a lot of sense now. Um, definitely a lot more character development with not just Master Chief but with every other character, which I'm really enjoying. Again, it's not really what I want from our video game, and it's not really tying into the video games that we grew up on. Although I did not play too much of the storylines of all the Halos that I played, it was mostly multiplayer, just Team Slayer and stuff that I grew up on. Um, so. It's not really turning me off, but I can see why I would turn other people off. Because from what I'm hearing, it's not really relating to the game, uh, the storylines for the games. Which is, again, I'm okay with that. Uh, one thing I do not like, though, is Master Chief's character. They're... I don't want to say it without ruining it, but I, I guess I do have to say it. They're making him look crazy in this episode uh, since he lost Cortana. Since we last saw him, he... Uh, he asked Cortana to take over to save his troops' lives, right? And, like, he just goes beast mode. And in order – I forgot what happens, but, like, they take Cortana out of him. And he's not the same. So, like, he's seeing, like, things 
that he's not supposed to be seeing. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, and they're making him look like he's crazy, but maybe that's just the way the show's going. Because is at the end like of the episode, is tied to Cortana, like things that she sees. Yeah, yeah. He's tying himself into Cortana. Like it, it's it's again definitely building into within this character, which at first I didn't like. That's a bit related to the games. Yeah, yeah, they, they are, yeah. Um and uh it, again, it's just like I think what people don't really like about it is because we see his face a lot more. But you kind of have to in the live action, right? Uh, you're seeing the character himself. People who don't play the games are going to need a face to to relate to. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I'm enjoying it a lot more. I was, and they're definitely building from the characters from season one. So it's just uh, a lot more character development. I know you and I in shows we like to stress on it um, because why? Why do we watch shows? Like we don't want to just, you know. So, but yeah, that's just that's just my I, that's just my thing on it. I do enjoy it. Um, one thing that I did really enjoy, and I finished watching the whole series. Uh, Jamie and I binged was uh, Poker Face. What is uh, on Poker? Is okay. on Pico. Uh The actress, um, she's she's from um, Orange Is the New Black, and I believe she was also in American Pie. I forget her name. Uh, if you can look that up for me real quick, that'd be great. Um, uh, who you're wait american pie yeah yeah she had orange hair she was in orange orange is the new black um i can name the characters for you there's elsa pataki who's uh by the way that's that's um oh my gosh uh hemsworth chris hemsworth wife there's russell crowe in it yes uh, dude, uh, dude a lot of actors are in this movie in, in this show Lear, dude, it's crazy. brooke satchwell lynn gilmartin uh, Zara Zo, the Rizza, Rizza's in it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, Leon. Uh, her uh, her name is uh, Natasha Leon. Um, I guess I don't have her at the top here. Let me see. She, well, she's the main character in Poker Face for on Peacock again. What? I guess I'm looking at the wrong thing. This looks like a movie. Oh, this is a movie. Yeah. I mean, let me let me go back. Poker Face. Yeah. But Poker Face series. TV series. Her name is Natasha Leone. Well, anyways. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, got you. <laughs> right. uh, well, uh, uh, love the show, man. Um, although, it, uh, although at times I will say it got a little bit repetitive. Um, her thing is she is um, she's like a human light detector, and uh, she saw she uses it to solve crimes, but without like being a detective. Um, it's very, and there's a lot of bunch of cameos that are involved in each episode, which is great. And she, and, uh, one thing I do like about this show is you see the murder, you know, who does it, but then it kind of goes back to the events before leading to that murder. Mm -hmm. And it shows her being like, in, like involved in it and like her figuring out the case herself, but we already know who did it, but it's up to her of like how she figures out how that murder happened. So I wanna I wanna give a shout out. You're right. The cast is pretty stacked. It's stacked, dude. Uh, uh, Natasha Leone, Benjamin Bratt, Dasha who is also in Orange Is in the New Black, and she was mm -hmm. also in In the Heights. Uh, Chloe Savini, uh, Adrian Brody, Hung Chow, who came out in, um, if I'm not mistaken, The Whale with uh, our our boy Brandon. Yes, sir. Brady. Uh, Stephanie Hsu's in it. Ron Perlman's in it. There's a lot of faces you will recognize. Yeah, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it as well. Um, comedian, um, I believe his name is Lel Ray Howery. 
hilarious. Yeah, he came out in uh, Get Out, and he also came out in another Jordan Peele film. But yeah, yes. he's a friend in Get Out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, what's great about it is she's kind of a drifter, so she's going to different locations. So yeah. these actors make cameo appearances. So yeah. it's really, um, it's fun. Uh, there's some funny moments. There's some moments where like it's corny as fuck. Like it feels like your typical like detective show where like procedural? like Monk. You, you remember Monk? Yeah, like a procedural, like Law and yeah, Order. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She's like yeah. that because she's like a human light detector. So it's kind of like that, but it's 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 more fun. I would say it has a twist to it. Like it, it has more of a taste of a hey, this generation hey, twist. Don't hate on procedurals. They make tons and tons of money for Netflix. Yeah. Dude, it's and I think they renewed it for season two, so we'll see. The way they ended it too was, um, like, all right, they they could possibly season two, but also they could end it the way they ended it. So, um, highly recommend. Very easy watch. Uh, I think there's eight episodes. You can finish it in like two weeks because they are hour long episodes. I would say, but man, I I had, I had a great time, dude. Um, although Jamie and I did laugh a lot. We're like, yo, this is corny as fuck, bro. Like, like really. I kind of got put off in like uh, I think after the the third and fourth episode, but then there was an episode like where they like call me was like oh they're getting really good. There's actually a sh there's an episode about practical effects which I think you would really enjoy, which we just talked about, which I loved. I like that episode a lot too. So procedurals do a very good job of long term story building as well as like daily slice of life episodes. Yes, That's yes. Good about them. That's what's good about them. You get a little bit of both. Yeah, 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 dude. Both. That's exactly it, dude. That's exactly you're right on the money about this show. Um, it was good. It was uh, something uh, Jamie definitely stumbled upon. I'm glad I watched it. Um, I do not regret watching this uh, show at all. I definitely recommend it for anyone that's just looking for something to like a nice, easy watch, but like find it entertaining and like there's still some like thriller aspect of it. Like, oh, well, what's gonna happen next, right? So, all right. I, I think Gabby's going to end up wanting to watch that with me. So All right, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Tita, watch that shit, bro. Uh, Peacock. It's on Peacock. Oh, also, uh, Halo Season 2 on Paramount. Paramount Plus. Nice. Uh, we Wait, are gonna... Peacock and Paramount before you continue on to your, whatever you're talking about. Uh, there's rumors that uh, Paramount, Plus, Paramount Plus and Peacock are going to merge together. That is what I hear. I don't think they're making enough together. Uh, there's also a plan between Warner Brothers, Disney, and, God, I can't, I think Fox. Warner Brothers and Disney? Listen. Which is also Hulu now? Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a new streaming platform or bundle for sports. So cable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're just going to exactly. cable again, but through streaming. Correct. Correct. And this one is just for Ooh. sports. Uh, they're going to do Fox Sports. Obviously, uh, Warner Brothers has control over TNT, which gives us basketball, and then uh, ESPN from Disney, including uh, some football for Monday night. Unbelievable. And, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be an interesting turn. Uh, I want to see what this bundle looks like and how much it costs before I make my judgment because uh, I do miss my sports. You guys all have your, your cable through streaming. I'm one of the ones who's like, nah, I'm not doing the cable. And then I miss out on a lot of uh, sports. So I'm definitely interested in seeing what they do. And we'll get the Olympics on that too. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes. 
But that being said, I did want to jump into the last thing that I watched, which was the much maligned, the very hilarious. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably watch it again. Would I pay to watch it again? No. But I'd watch it again because it was... Would you? Wow. Okay. It was... It's not because it's good. And by the way, guys, I'm talking Madam Web. Uh, I went and watched Madam Web this weekend. It was... It was a movie? Uh, it was a movie. It was a movie. And the reason I'd watch it again is because it was so ridiculous at times that you just had to laugh. Like, you, you, it was funny. It was funny how ridiculous the movie was. It felt like they were doing it on purpose. Like, they were being ridiculous on purpose. Very campy. Uh, it reminded me a lot of when I went to see uh, Machete. Machete? Morbius. Did you ever see that movie? Machete? Yeah, oh, man. I have some stories for you on Machete off pod. So okay. um, I love I love Machete, bro. <laughs> yeah. So you know how you, when you watch that movie, it's like purposely ridiculous. Yes. That is what Madam Web feels like the whole time. Like it feels like it's aware of how ridiculous of a movie it is and how just the story just doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't work. Uh, but they they do it anyway. They do it anyway. I had a I had a lot of fun laughing at moments that shouldn't be laughed at probably, but I think they did that on purpose, and that's why I'd watch it again. It reminded me of when we were uh, early teens, preteens, where there were just a bunch of action movies that were not good coming out like every weekend, and we'd go see them all because it was just fun to watch them. They were ridiculous, but we we're like, I'm gonna watch it. It's it's enjoying to it's enjoyable they, to watch. They were good. Don't say they weren't. That's hubbish. They were good. <laughs> I'm speechless. So <laughs> name one bad movie that came out during that time where you said it was terrible. Uh Transporter was not good. Oh, it was, Transporter was amazing. It was fun, dude. It was great fun. It was fun to watch. I don't right, know. Cool, cool, cool. Triple X, not good. Great not movie. Good. Oh. Okay. Well, you know. So My that's what Madam Web was. It's like wasn't a good movie, but it was a great movie. Yeah, it wasn't a good movie, but if you like superhero movies and you don't mind the camp, like the ridiculousness over the top, it's a movie to watch. It's de- I- Here's a scene. Uh, there are <laughs> act it out for me right now. Just kidding. You can't even do it right now. You're laughing. Look at your face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there are spider people, and they call them the. Uh, they the call one of them the Aranya, but they call him the Aranya the whole time. And uh, he's apparently, he knows that this character is going to come back to see him. And he's in the jungles of Peru, but somehow he looks straight European. You're like, okay, sure, why not? Uh, another scene where there is an ambulance that is driven through a building to hit one of these uh, one of these characters that has those powers, which are pretty much like Spider-Man powers. Let me just be clear. Right. Spider-Man powers, except also you can see the future. Uh, and it perfectly hits him, does not get damaged, and they all get away in, in the ambulance. I Watching that scene, I started cracking up like hard. Everyone in the theater was like either shocked or laughing. It was fantastic. Like it, it's one of those where you're like, 
uh, this is just so ridiculous. Like this, what else is that? It's like watching a train wreck. You know what I mean? You you have fun watching it. You so, can't yeah. stop looking. Did you have more fun watching this movie or uh, Morbius? I don't think I, I didn't have fun watching Morbius. I was just very frustrated okay. with that one. Because uh, like, you're, you're, you're honestly like I'm very uh, happily surprised because like you're one of the first people that I've seen like even like people that like I follow us on like TikTok saying that like this is probably the worst superhero movie ever. Uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't anything like that. They couldn't they could not say anything that they enjoyed about it. So you saying this is awesome. I love hearing this. Oh, I love, I'm loving your point of view. Yeah, you you got to go in with the right mindset. Like, if you're gonna go watch this movie, don't expect a good movie. That's not what you're going for. You're not going to watch a good movie. Well, you did you did movie. expect going in not to, to watching a terrible movie. That is funny. We were like, "Yo, this is gonna be terrible." You're like, "Well, wish me luck, boys." You said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's see what happens. <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised at that. Is know, awesome. That. It's okay. really bad, but God, it's fun. It's so much fun. It feels like one of those summer flicks that they just made. They're like, no, nah, we're going to put this out there. Y'all are going to watch it. <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like. And it makes no sense. It's ridiculous. Uh, you could tell uh, Dakota Johnson did not want to do some of those scenes. Like, she just didn't want to do them. And you could see it in her face. You're like, girl, commit. You're already here. What are you doing? So those scenes also, you're just like, come on, dude. Come on. And that. That was one part where I was like, oh, this isn't great, but I already knew it wasn't going to be great. They also had to redo the entire audio of the villain because I think he was, you couldn't understand what he was saying. So you can see the audio is not matched up to his voice. Uh, I heard about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was an interesting thing to see. The entire, the entire storyline, like there's, I'm going to, I don't think there's really any spoilers for you in this. This isn't that big a deal. It ain't that no. serious totally fine uh so she's dakota johnson is trying to find a way to save these girls but she needs to find out about her past and so she's on the run because they think she kidnapped these three girls in my head i'm wondering why don't you just go to the police and tell them that that you haven't been let's move on so she's on the run in a stolen cab that she took the license plates off of but somehow makes it out of the country to go to Peru within a week and talks to Aranya. And that is how she finds out the truth about herself and somehow fully comes, comes back fully knowing how to use her powers as well. Interesting. Yeah. Th those are the things that while you're watching it, you're <laughs> like, Oh really? Oh really? You're just gonna, they, they, the writers straight up were like, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's just yeah, and, and, and this is why this is why they didn't get paid, and that's why they went on strike. So they can make this bullshit. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Writers, yeah. come on, do better. Do yeah, better yeah. on this one. Yeah. That's why AI's taking your job. Just just kidding, writers. Just kidding. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh yeah, it was it was definitely campy as hell, dude. I I it was the campiest superhero movie, and that says something because all superhero movies are a little campy. But this was just like full camp. There was there was practically no seriousness or no taking itself seriously at all. It that's what I appreciate about the movie. It does not take itself seriously. Okay. From beginning to end, it's really it really knows what it is, and that's what you respect about it. Like the transporter, it knew what it was. 
It wasn't worried about storyline. It was worried about badass scenes. It's also Jason uh, Statham that's fucking phenomenal at doing stunts. So Yeah, fantastic. See, this movie is worried about humor, superheroes, and action. That's 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 where it goes. And Dakota Johnson has some great one-liners. I'll give her that. She's got some great one-liners. Uh, the three girls uh, are pretty cool to watch. They're fun to watch. It's uh, Sydney Sweeney, right? Yes. Uh, Isabella Merced, and I do not recall the third one's name, but they all do a pretty good job. They look like they're having a lot of fun doing the film, so it was it was fun to watch. Do I think it's good? No. My rating for it is probably a four. Uh, All so, right. <laughs> just 4.0, huh? Huh? 4.0, huh? Yeah, yeah, and that's just because it entertained me. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> like, it probably deserves lower, but I laughed a lot. I, I think that's a. a I think that's a higher score than I gave for Leave the World Behind. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but you didn't like Leave the World Behind at all. No. Not even to laugh at. Like this one, I would would love to rewatch it with someone who hasn't seen it and be like, watch this, watch this, watch this, see what happens. (laughs) Isn't that ridiculous? Did you see that? That's so ridiculous. It's one of those. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, I'm I'm happy uh, you get, yeah, decent review. Best review I've ever heard. uh, Just, from other um, people that I hear about leaving reviews. So that's awesome. It really makes me feel happy to hear that. And just so you're aware, Jason, because I don't want you to be disappointed if you don't find it funny, without finding it funny, it's like a two. So Yeah, just- yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> well, go in expecting it's going to be a terrible movie, but you're like those shitty action movies that we love growing up, kind of expect that without any storyline, but just being entertaining. So... I think I know what, yeah, yeah. I think I can go in positively making myself like it as much as you did. So, yeah. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> the costumes were, they were okay. I think uh, Dakota Johnson's costume was not great. I don't think they were able to translate it very well, but her character is also mm-hmm. supposed to be an elderly woman. So, yeah, and she's blind, right? Yeah, which she goes blind at some point. Mm. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like how you're already laughing. Like, it just sounds like you're like, it's not really a good way to like story-wise why she went blind kind of thing, right? None, none of it. None of it. There's okay. nothing in this movie makes sense. She is a paramedic whose uh, buddy is Ben Parker, and uh, they, ben they Parker, bring in, huh? yeah, and they bring in Mary Parker, and you know that's just for the Spider-Man fans to geek out on. It's really just not important to the story at all. Like, I don't even know why they put that in there. Yeah, Ben Parker was played by someone pretty young that we know, right? Or I think Mary. I can't remember. Adam Scott uh, played Ben Parker. Mary Adam played uh, Julia Roberts. Was not Julia. Not Julia Roberts. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. There we go. Whew. Okay. Are they hinting at something later on? I don't know. Who knows? Know. It's an interdimensional thing, if anything. Yeah, but yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Four point oh. If you go in with the right mindset, if you go in expecting a good movie, you're gonna get a two out of ten. Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. But all right, that's that's uh, that's my last thing, Jason. I know you wanted to bring up the Grammys, correct? Yeah, just just a little bit, just some just some highlights. Um, 
because I know it was a while ago. Um, but uh, there was a record broken. There was some history made. Again, man, shout out Taylor Swift, dude. She ended up winning album of the year. Uh, I think this is her fourth album of the year Grammy, and <clears throat> that broke the record. Uh, she was tied with Frank Sinatra and some other um, notable artists that I can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, dude, that's... I don't think it was Michael Jackson. I want to say it was Stevie Wonder and Wonder? okay. <sighs> Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, Wonder, Paul Simon, and Frank Sinatra. Is what there you we mean. go. Yeah. So, dude, to be in the conversation with the <clears throat> with those in general, pretty huge. Now to have the most album of the years, that is amazing. Uh, so she she killed it, dude. It, it is absolutely crazy. Um, there's also just a moment with, uh, Jay-Z, he got, he accepted an award and decided to, you know, kind of bash on the Grammys and saying, you know, uh, Beyonce should have an album of the year by now. And the fact that she doesn't is insane. But the only thing that I think kind of turned me off and took me off about it was, um, his daughter was right next to her and it looked like she was a little bit emb embarrassed. Um, that was How her old first moment. How old, is she? How old is she? I don't know, man. Like, oh yeah, you're right. She's a teenager, but still, oh, she's gonna be embarrassed. Like, uh, you gotta, you gotta know what a kid is gonna, gonna act be embarrassed like. by your parents, right? Yeah, yeah. but still, oh, dude, my, like... God, my dad is going up in front of everybody. You know, it's not about them. It's about like not... perceiving herself. Exactly. I think yeah, that's how she perceived herself. But still, like he, what he said was, I don't think he was wrong necessarily. Um, I still like, think Lemonade should have gotten Album of the Year the year it came out. That's her best album. Ooh. Lemonade. Oh yeah, um, I think uh, that year uh, Taylor Swift won too, though. Oh, I thought it was Adele, but okay. Oh, it was Adele. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was Adele. I think personally that year I thought uh, I'm mixing up years, so I don't even want to say uh, wrong things about it. But um, I I truly believe uh, Kendrick should have won one of the albums of the year that he was on with Damn huh? or Pimp a Butterfly. Actually, both of them. Uh, even Mr. Morale. That's just me, but. Um, but that's just me because I'm a, I'm a crazy fan about him. So again, that's just I, you got to take my opinion from with a grain of salt because I'm super biased for him. So um, it's, it's a good album. I think the for me the replay value for Mr. Morale is much lower just because it's so damn. And to, I think the replay value for Mr. Morale is a lot higher than To Pimp a Butterfly. But that's just my opinion. Oh, I've I've replayed to pimp a butterfly a little bit more. Like what? Um, what songs besides "All Right"? King Kunta, "All Right." I've got. Gosh, let me think. I gotta think back to the album. But in what? There you go. Pro point proven. Just kidding. <laughs> you chill out, man. I don't know the names of the songs right I'm off the bat. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I will say I listen to you and institutionalize a lot. Mm. Um, great songs, great songs. Yeah, and I feel like I'm forgetting one, but I that those are the ones I remember. Uh, those Black or the Berry, the oh, Black or the Berry. Yeah, that could be. Uh, I like Wesley's Theory a lot. Wesley's Theory is really good. But if I'm gonna say one album that should have gotten it, it would be Damn. I think that's his magnum opus until up to now. It's his magnum opus. Uh, I think that's the culmination of all of his work right there. <laughs> I like how we talk about the Grammys and we just go back to Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. yeah. Uh, um, 
yeah, no, overall, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Trevor Noah, he hosted it. Um, I thought he, uh, his jokes, uh, landed pretty well. Um, he was a very friendly joke, jokingly person and made everyone feel welcomed, I guess. I don't know. Um, overall, I, uh, the performances, I, oh yeah. One thing I do want to take away from it. Um, the perform, I think they really need to stop on having performers that are way over their age for performing. Uh, their voices were lost, dude. Like Stevie Wonder, I think uh, Billy Joel performed, if I'm not mistaken, and someone else performed. And although they are they are iconic, um, their voices are just not what they used to be, and it was not good. Oh, so, really? That's too bad. Um, the other performances from you know, I think SZA killed it. Uh, Travis's was pretty. Travis Scott's uh, performance was pretty entertaining. Uh, there was just some other performances where like the younger. Uh, the ones that still have their voices uh, was very entertaining, very fun. But when it went to the older artists where, again, their voices are just not where it, it used to be. Not saying that, again, their performance is bad. It's just their voices just really hurt that performance. So um, I don't know. Again, it is a Grammy, so they do want to pay homage to the uh, the greats from back then. But it just wasn't good, dude. It wasn't good. <laughs> and listen, I'm I'm not... I'm not hating on older music, you know. Of all people, I'm sure you know. I'm probably I probably listen to the most older music, out of out of anyone you know. I probably am. Like I fair I have a fair amount of confidence in that. Uh, but you, the Grammys are one of those institutions that yep run by old heads, and they're just they're gonna stick to the old stuff as long as they can. I agree. I agree. Uh, not hating on those. I love a lot of old artists, but it is what it is. Uh, you got one more thing. What happened to Killer Mike? My boy, Killer Mike. Yeah, man, Killer Mike. He ended up winning best album, uh, rap album. Uh, Great album. Great album. You know, I, I uh, and that's funny that you say that because uh, as soon as he won it, dude, uh, it, Spotify stream shot through the roof. The rap community was pissed. Everyone thought should. Uh, everyone thought Travis Scott should have won. I thought he was going to win personally too, because personally, I thought that was a pretty good album. Went back and listened to Killer Mike. I know what I, I see why it won. You know, that's a fantastic album. I don't, I don't know. I the time, first time I heard it, I was like, God damn, Killer yeah. Mike went for it on this album. Dude, he really did. Um, it's so funny. I, I think he celebrated too hard, but he went. He ended up getting arrested the day of the Grammys too. So he got kicked out of the Grammys and then got arrested. Um, I don't know for what, but uh, yeah, just a just a little little news update that happened. Bunch of other stuff happened too, you know. So it's just uh, it was very interesting. Uh, so definitely wanted to at least give a quick update, our thoughts on the Grammys, Super Bowl, all that stuff. I know it happened a while ago, but we just wanted to give our opinions on that. Yeah, and uh, I'm definitely gonna check out that Travis Scott album. I still haven't heard it. Um, yeah, it's pretty good, man. Production wise, is really good. Also, another album that you should check out: Kanye West, Vultures. Volume with, one uh, with Ty Dolla Sign, right? With Ty Dolla Sign, pretty. That was fantastic. I liked almost. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of it too. Honestly, that production is just crazy. So, listeners, we've got a music chat, and on that music chat, they posted it. We listened to all of it. I've been stuck on an album for a while now, though, like a good two weeks, like almost every day, listening to at least one song from it. The past four or five days, the whole album, just over and over. Uh, Joey Valence and Bray sound like the Beastie Boys uh, modern day version. The entire mm -hmm. album is good. It's ridiculous. They don't take themselves seriously. 
but they have great production. They do have good rhymes, and they're they know what they're doing. Uh, highly recommend that one as well. Punk Tactics. Uh, that's it for that album, dude. Yeah, I love that album. Honestly, uh, came out in twenty twenty three, right? Yes, last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that album. You're right. They're on right on the money. You listen to them, you're like, whoa, this reminds me of the Beastie Boys, just modern version. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy how good it is. Yeah, they've um, got a little bit of punk influence, Beastie Boys, hip hop. Yes. And you sprinkle in a little bit of EDM here and there with some of the beats that they use. Yes, dude. Yeah, it's crazy good. Oh, so yeah. good. Oh, I, love that. I love that you mentioned that, honestly, man. Fucking love that. Thank you for that. <laughs> you got anything else to add in there, Jason? No, man. Uh, honestly, um, uh, I think we're running a little bit out of time, so we'll, we'll definitely talk about it later. But um, you and I both barely finished watching season three of True Detective, which we'll probably talk about next week uh, just so we can because uh, we're already over an hour. <laughs> um, but also because we're getting ready to finish watching the rest of season four together. So we definitely want to talk about that. Bad Batch actually came out today, which we both haven't scene so um it's the final season for star wars fans out there so we're definitely going to talk about that next week so tune in next week because we got some goodies for y'all damn right i like that jason thank you for a preview for next week i feel like i'm watching a tv show where the no, show right? preview for tune the next, next week tune yeah in just trying to get you excited get you a little horny for the next episode you know <laughs> get you going you know yeah. uh but that's it for us this week guys uh thank you so much for tuning in i know we've been gone for a while so if it takes you a while to get to this episode we still appreciate you we still love you uh and we appreciate you coming back to us uh again this is revenge of the pod we will see you guys next week have a great one everybody peace <laughs>